0: You are listening to special pandemic coverage of the coronavirus on the John DePietro Show. J.K.L. Engineering, folks, whether it's wintertime, spring, or summer, they'll keep you nice and comfortable in your home. Why not let J.K.L. Engineering, let them design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier infinity system, energy-efficient, quiet Folks, it's Sean DePietro. Weekdays, we start at 11, we go till 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Time for our segment This Week in Politics with Justin Katz. And Justin, I want to start off and just get your perspective on uh, what is just massive chaos with these riots that have broken out all over the country.
1: Well, I think the one of the interesting aspects of this, I, I saw a very moving video of, of it was several black men, of different generations kind of discussing in the streets how this keeps happening. We keep having these events and these riots and protests and another way has to be found. And I think one of the the clarifying things here is we're actually starting to see it, uh, like a search for a narrative. In some cities, there's actually talk of Antifa being really the driving force uh, some some mayors are actually claiming that there are white supremacists behind the scenes trying to make these into uh, riots and such. So it's, that's a new flavor to these these things that we haven't seen before, uh, but they're, they're certainly not peaceful, although it does appear that there are kind of two waves. There is the the sort of the daytime peaceful protest and then the ramp up of of more of a riot later on in the evening that's in in most places in some places um Minneapolis it was harder to see the the line between the two but for people to be calling these uh you know peaceful protests is is a little bit a little bit (laughs) it push pushes the line a bit I mean you you kind of you know it's a cliched game to play what about the other side but um we've seen too many instances where if there's any kind of event at a conservative uh kind of a rally that becomes the, the the narrative of that rally in this case we we see um people as you've been tweeting about david cicellini or news media trying to trying to make a clear distinction between that's the peaceful part this is the not peaceful part and i, th- I think that's going to be harder and harder case to make if, if this kind of thing continues
0: yeah no i think it's ridiculous it's kind of like the other than that how is the theater mrs lincoln I mean, this whole business, and they were trying to do it at the Rhode Island State House, where, you, you know, for the most part, it was a, it was a peaceful rally. It, it, excuse me. The, the vandalism takes over. In, in Boston last night, that, that was just sheer criminality and theft and looting and stealing. And I, I, I think as much as the media tries to keep trying to say that, you know, for the most part, and here's the uh, police officer giving someone a hug, which you're not even supposed to be doing because of the coronavirus, I thought. Um, this narrative that somehow it's almost like you know don't don't believe those lying eyes. We we were watching in Atlanta on Friday night with CNN that that footage where they were inside and the the people are smashing the windows, trying to get inside. I I just feel the media is continuing. Anyone that watched it, Justin Katz, I I don't even know how to use the word protesters. I, I don't see protesters. I see. I, I see criminals. I see people throwing rocks and breaking windows and burning police cars. And, and I think the the media is an overdrive trying to continue, as you were saying, find the narrative that this is somehow peaceful or constructive
1: yeah well the, the the part we like is peaceful everything else around it is is not peaceful in some in some ways it does start to feel like the the old uh cliche of baghdad bob yes you know, the, the americans are not in iraq these are these are peaceful protests never mind the burning buildings um it so it, it does become pretty hard to, to support that that narrative and and i, I think a lot of the uh, a lot of the underlying um dynamics of these things that we see again and again are are, again like a a search for a narrative and it's hard to support so the the connection i I saw you tweeting about the uh events outside the white house um there there's no connection to that and the police brutality in minneapolis um but but it's become very political and again we see we start to see this connection between political activists who like an antifa try to willing to go out there and cause violence in the streets, along with um, along with a news media trying to put the best light on that, create that, a political dynamic out of that. And then you, you add it into to politicians like David Cicilline and Governor Raimondo, and it, it starts to really feel like something, the narrative being constructed is really the point. Uh, and back to the video I saw of the, the men on the street discussing better how they can find a better way, one of the better ways is to the to stop with this whipsaw effect where we're creating this narrative that really divides people across the country for, for no well for reasons that aren't going to fix any problem. Uh, and I, I think that's one of the, the shames of all this we get the violence and we don't
0: get any solutions you know that's true that's an excellent point point. and a lot of these things that they're the narrative they're have carrying out of we're tired of it and enough is enough and all this other stuff this the, the incidents, high profile national incidents that they're referring to, they, they happened under President Obama's watch. I mean, let's face it, the past few years under President Trump, granted you had the situation in Charlottesville, but it has, it has not been a time where there's been tremendous racial divide. And the past couple of months, every, the country has been locked down. So this business has suddenly, it's like they, they suddenly just picked right up from you know, the the problem with uh, with Freddie Gray or then, you know, all these themes that we haven't heard in a while by a while of Eric Gardner that happened. That was 2014 at Staten Island. It's as if they all right, the pandemic's over. Let's start the new narrative. You know, uh, we resume our normal broadcast already in progress of let's go back to when there was all this the rioting in uh, in St. Louis and, and uh, Ferguson and, and all these other problems where. I, and, and, Justin, what int- I find interesting is I kept, I, like everyone else, kept finding myself saying, hey, they're not wearing a mask or they're not social distancing. I mean, and I want to get you a thought. I mean, the Rhode Island State House, all we've heard about is you can't have graduations, you can't have the high school graduations, you can't have the college graduations because you need distancing. There's no safe way to do it. Boy, Justin, that went out the window Saturday when you had 1,000 people suddenly show up. Uh, they were all together. They were all congregating. They were strangers. Uh, I, I, I am anxious to hear the explanation of, of why you still can't have a, an organized outside high school graduation based on what we saw on Saturday.
1: Well, certainly, and then including the the statement out of the governor's office. Well, I think it was out of the governor's office. So I couldn't actually find the statement except on the governor's Twitter feed. It was a, she put out a joint statement with the Department of Health uh, Director Alexander Scott, and it it seemed to be kind of a well, mostly it was support for for the Black Lives Matter kind of group and protest and their message, but it it sort of tacked in at the end. And, and by the way, let's do it safely. But, but you know, that's not really a, a statement from the Department of Health. I mean, we, there were no, there were no here, we, make sure you maintain social distances, everybody should have a mask. I mean, that should be what they should be concerned about. And I, you're right, I, I, I'm i in, increasingly hearing calls, you know, if, if we can accept this, we can open everything up right now. I mean, if, if rioters on the street are not going to generate a public panic and I'll say too I've noticed I mean it might be that I've just stopped paying attention to them but there, there are a few voices in Rhode Island that every time there was some gathering whether it was St. Patrick's Day or, or some other or, or partiers on the college kids in Prov- from Providence having a, a street party you heard all this outrage about how terrible and how they were selfish and going to kill people um, and I understand the circumstances are different with something like this but those voices seem to have completely gone away Uh, And I I think it's going to be difficult to get back to the, you know, coronavirus is a killer kind of a narrative. Uh, after this. And as to the narrative, I, I, you know, it, it's one of the things that's amazing is I, I don't subscribe to the conspiracy theories. I think just human nature explains things better, but it really is. It, this really does start to lend itself to that. So we just spent three years under a president who it's starting to look almost like an intelligence agency attempted coup, and we were hearing all this stuff about Russia for years. Then suddenly, on a strong economy, we've got this virus that's proving to be not as deadly as. as it was originally projected to be uh that closes down our economy just sends up our unemployment to the skies as soon as that starts to go away we get these these riots and this is a recurring thing And it seems to happen particularly in election years and you can almost see the the search for names that that's one of the the governor also tweeted out um the three names of, of recent events um there was, of course, George Floyd, but also Breonna Taylor and Ahmaud Arbery. And these are just different stories. I mean, Taylor was just two months ago or so, that incident. And it involved a no-knock raid that just went wrong. And it arguably nothing at all to do with race. Uh, but it, it almost, you can start, to, you can really start to feel that this is, it's just a plan. And we're going to be going through this all summer because after this, there'll be something else that gets becomes the biggest story of the year uh, unfortunately with this particular case you do have people who go out in the streets and and not only congregate uh, with no masks but but also destroy cities um and i i think it's going to be a rough summer what do
0: you think of the fact um that she put out the joint statement with dr nicole scott because it's interesting to me justin uh is it it's kind of surfaced the past couple of days of last week where the lieutenant governor dan mckee is nowhere to be found nor is he at these briefings and the governor doesn't mention him and suddenly she's putting out a joint statement with dr dr scott and it's almost as if they're a team and that's she's almost become like the de facto lieutenant governor for governor raimondo
1: it it did strike me as odd as um i for for one thing as i said it didn't it wasn't it wasn't couched in terms like the department of health would be concerned about. It wasn't saying, here's how you can safely protest. I mean, we have, they have diagrams of how people should walk through a a restaurant or a store in phase two. Well, where's the diagram about how protesters should, should conduct themselves. That would be maybe a department of health. But so I I think you're, you're right. And part of that, one thing I picked up on was the, the idea that it was a joint statement. If you're, if you're putting out, if the governor is putting out a statement with one of her department heads, one of her employees, somebody who presumably is enacting her policies, is that really a joint statement or is that just the governor's statement with her her top health person? Uh, so that that did have that feel as if that's being, uh, Alexander Scott's being set up for, as something more than a department head. Uh, and then again, as... as the idea that it didn't have any real health content and it's not really being promoted it, it felt a lot more political it's not it's not a press release on the governor's page that i can find uh it's so it's, it does start to feel feel very political and i think the connection to mckee is is an interesting one you don't i mean it, it, we've said for years how the <laughs> lieutenant governor is kind of just floating out there uh in in rhode island and uh, that's becoming increasingly the case and it's it's I think exacerbated as we've been talking about for weeks and actually months, the only politician right now in Rhode Island is, is governor Raimondo. And so it's, it's hard for anybody to get spotlight. And uh, I think that's a, that's a big factor as well.
0: Folks coming up, uh, we are going to talk about some of the budget priorities, uh, a lot more about where the state goes forward. It's all ahead um, on the John DePetro show. Now, remember Johnson propane, you can call Phil 621 8129. Think of this since 1971. Johnson Propane, fill right there, 904 Manton Avenue, easy to find right next door to Wendy's in front of the stop and shop. It's Johnson Propane, seven days a week from 9 to 7. You can call them at 621 8129. This is where you want to get all your propane tanks filled. And folks, fill never runs out. Now, here's the thing about Johnson Propane 904 Manton Avenue in Providence, right in front of the stop and shop. He will refill your Blue Rhino tank. Now, Most of the time when you take it somewhere, they swap it out. It's 22 bucks. Now with Phil, $15. Seven days a week, all your propane, drive in, no wait. He never runs out. Johnson propane. Since 1971, Mayor Dorley cut the ribbon on it. Phil Johnson is right there. You know why? People know he's reliable for propane. Bring in your Blue Rhino tank. Think of this. You bring in two of them saving seven dollars in each one most of the time it's 22 and they'll swap it out not with phil you're saving basically close to 15 dollars stop it and see him over the next few months you're going to want to be outside you're going to want a grill you're going to need your propane johnson propane 621-8129 904 Manton avenue in providence right at the back of rhode island college in front of stop and Chop, mm. right next door to wendy's stop it and see phil he's open seven days a week from nine to seven Get all the propane you need. He doesn't run out at Johnson Propane.
2: Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchels at InnoVast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchels at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. This portion of the program brought to you by Bethel
0: Certified Softwash. Let's make sure your house and property looks the best it can look. Right now, spring is the time. You can text Jared free same day, text estimate 401 617 2585. They have a great Facebook page, Bethel Certified Softwash. Let's get rid of that algae mildew that's outside in your home, the side of your home, on your pavement, on your patio. Maybe it's on the basketball court bethel certified softwash they have a great facebook page jared the before and after pictures are just incredible what your home could look like or your garage your property with bethel certified softwash power wash now jared he came to our house folks it looks brand new get rid of you know it just happens you build up some of that algae and mildew and maybe sometimes you just have some dirt and grime Bethel Certified Soft Wash Power Wash. Especially now, we're spending more time outside. You want your house and property to look the best it can. Jared did a fantastic job. My neighbors are saying, my goodness, Juan, look how beautiful your house look. It looks so clean. My kids said, Daddy, it's like the house got a bath. I said, it did get a bath. From Bethel Certified Soft Wash. Text Jared. Free same-day text estimate. 401 617 2585. Find them on Facebook. It's Bethel Certified Softwash. It's going to make your property, your home, your deck, your walkway, any outdoor surface. He can get rid of it. As far as the algae, mildew, gets rid of it with a very safe solution. It's Bethel Certified Softwash.
1: Hi, this is Steve at Water Filter Company heard john speak about his now you can own your own 249 dollars drinking water system for just 199 dollars that's 50 dollars off this ends may 29th 2020 call water filter company say john's name save 50 bucks and you get all the safe clean water you can ever need i don't have enough time to discuss all the benefits here but will when you call don't let this deal go by call water filter company 294-2400 save 50 bucks it all ends may 29th 2020
0: Remember for your business, mega truck and trailer appear. Call them today, 508 336 2110. MEG, mega truck and trailer appear. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment. Remember, free estimates. Call them today, 508 336 2110. Mega truck and trailer appear. FHWA inspections or an island state inspection station. Trailer pickup and delivery. 24 hour mobile service. ABS repairs, brakes, doors, if it's on a trailer, they can fix it. Mega Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them 508-336-2110, 508-336-2110 for Mega Truck and Trailer Repair. Our segment is politics this week with Justin Katz managing editor at oceanstatecurrent.com Justin, I just want to pick up before we move on. Um I mean, to me, I don't know. I I don't want to I don't think there's a need to couch it. I I think it's fairly obvious this the governor. That was the first time I've seen putting out a joint statement on the events of what happened with Dr. Nicole Scott. Um, She didn't put it out with Dr. McDonald, who's an adult, you know, who's a who's a white male. She it's not a joint statement with Lieutenant Governor McKee. The governor put out a statement based on the events with her director of health who happens to be a woman of color, Dr. Scott. Do, do you think, I mean, should we pretend that that's, it's not a coincidence that that's who she chose to put the statement out with? And that it, I, and when you look at it that way, it, it would have been different if it had been put out of the governor and Lieutenant Governor McKee put out a statement or the governor and even Dr. McDonald put out the statement.
1: Well, I think so, and I, I mean, I, as I was saying, was just, there's not a lot of health, Department of Health content here. It's really, it's almost, you know, here's here's a minority on my staff. I'm going to issue a joint statement with, and, and to call it a joint statement in that context almost makes it, you know, ex- exploitative to a sense. To a to agree, you know, we're, this. Is, let me find somebody who applies. I mean, if we had, if we had, if there were something, uh, something having to do with with the gay community would we get a statement with her chief of staff is that did she have this we, as we've been commenting Excellent on press releases yes if she has if she has this panoply if she has the rainbow coalition in her um in her staff any event she can pick and choose this is the person i'm going to release this statement right with because of that person's identity and i i, don't, I, I always find that kind of attitude the meaning to the huh. people you know you're 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 a really great professional but what i i need this joint statement with you because of the color of your skin yes that does start to this does start to really i mean it it's one of those unmentionables, which is probably why it took us a few minutes to get to it. But you're not supposed to talk about it. Exactly. But but it it does that's exactly what we almost can't. Yes. (laughs)
0: Yeah. And for for great Pride Month, I'm now gonna release a statement with Brett Smiley, who's openly gay. I mean, how how far are we gonna go along with this? I guess you just keep hiring people that check the boxes and then you release joint statements with them. Let's just touch on what happened on Saturday, which was and it's uncommon. I mean, I, I, you and I have both been at the state house. I was there about a month ago. My God, if there'd been any violence done, it would have been a huge deal. Instead, it was kind of like, okay, you know, somebody spray painted. By the way, Channel Twelve has video of the state police talking. A, a African person of color with the state police talking to a person of color protesters, and the protesters trying to say, "Why? Why don't I have the right as a citizen? I'm making the choice. I want to throw this brick through that window." And the state police saying, "Well, no, you don't have that right." And and the protester was trying to argue like, "Hey, listen, I want civil disobedience, and I want to get like a misdemeanor, but I want to break that window, and then you just I'm prepared to be arrested almost." So, but there's no follow up of. There were things smashed. There are things spray painted. Now, the state police were there. Capitol Police are there. There's cameras. I don't hear anything from the media or anything about, uh, you know, who's running the investigation. uh, Who are they looking for? If you have information, call this following number. Do you get the sense that they, and and it's huge that somebody spray painted uh, no justice, no peace, or I can't breathe. Huge out Right where Blake Filippi and they had the press conference the other day right in the back. Um, do you get the sense that that it's perhaps they they decided to tolerate some vandalism there Saturday as opposed to stopping or arresting whoever was doing it?
1: I, uh, <laughs> I don't I think it's probably a bit more than a sense. I mean, it's, there, if you look at other incidents we had the, a couple of years ago, there was some vandalism of a I think it was a a military memorial near the state house uh that was a big deal they were in a search for that uh, more recently we've had on the christopher columbus yes. painting of the statues that was acceptable yes. that was we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna move the statue to an italian neighborhood where they'll protect it i mean that was <laughs> that was the kind of talk we were getting at that point so i think definitely i mean there's there's it's it's this massive double standard when there's any anything remotely resembling violence at, at a, say a conservative rally, even if it's Antifa or progressives showing up to, to thwart the rally, even if they're the origin, that's the story. It's it, those are the protesters doing the violence. If it's, if it's a, on the progressive end of things then it's oh you know, you know these things happen it, the spray paint it wasn't a person who did the spray painting it just kind of happened the bricks flew through the sky somehow and broke some windows that you get the, the passive voice is very strong when progressives are at, at fault uh and I, th- I think that's it's part of the narrative construction uh and it doesn't i mean the, the politicians must think it's the beneficial way to go around here and i i, I think sometimes they're right. It, it, if only people would speak up a bit more and demand equal treatment, then it might might change a little bit.
0: Well, you certainly don't hear about, we're going to go through the tapes, see what happened to me. The vandalism, at the state house on Saturday was almost treated like after, like if they have a parade, we know there's going to be litter. You're going to do the cleanup afterwards. Uh, I think the narrative they wanted that there were no arrests, which there weren't, uh, which makes it, if there's no arrest, that means it's peaceful. Uh, although there were different reports of uh, scattered problems as protesters leaving there. But you want to talk about a double standard. They basically allowed a form of vandalism at the State House. But I also go back to Justin Katz. You know, I've sat in those press briefings with these the, and, and different people. High schools have had countless meetings of how can we do a graduation ceremony and, you know, could the student cross the stage and then he's got to keep his mask on or we're going to do a virtual graduation, blah, blah, blah. And there on Saturday, 1,000 people. And you can see in the film they're all close together, they're congregating, they're going back and forth, they're shearing the microphone passing it back and forth. There was no sense and and i didn't hear I didn't hear one public official condemn them for ignoring the social distancing right well that yeah
1: that would be not allowed you're you're not allowed to say anything adverse to these kinds of events i mean i you mentioned the high school graduations we had a student a child graduate this year and one of the events was a drive-through of the you know all the students the graduating seniors and the teachers although they were all 30 feet apart easily from each other and from the cars driving through still had their masks on i mean that's how they they just didn't want to to run afoul of the regulations of the state government and that's that's uh how people act when they're when they're law abiding but there you do get this this Strange dynamic where, as you mentioned, the incident of the the person saying, "Well, what if I throw this rock through there? I'm willing to be arrested." And we we saw that in the protests outside of the uh, the Wyatt Center. You know, it's a deliberate attempt to be arrested to make news of that. So you get that on one hand, and on the other hand, you you almost get a sense that there's a top down, we're not arresting anybody. Do not arrest anybody at this rally. Uh, And if that's the dynamic you have, that's how you get the riots, because you've got one side trying to be arrested and the other side unwilling to arrest them, all to serve the same talking points. Uh, And it just escalates to the point where things are getting destroyed. I think as we see more and more evidence that that there are actually agitator groups uh, out there trying to turn these into more than they, they might otherwise have been. That's that's really, it's, it starts to feel a lot like uh, episodes in history. You know, it's almost hard to understand how, say, uh, you know, a, a Russian revolution or Bolsheviks, all that. Uh, it's hard to understand how that can get generated. and People can actually go along with it. But we, I, it starts to feel like we're seeing something to that effect
0: now. I think so. Folks, coming up, we are going to talk about some of the budget priorities um, and also still no General Assembly. Uh, leave it right here. It's all ahead. Politics this week with Justin Katz. whether it's tree removal, stump grinding, tree pruning, emergency service, bucket truck service, and bobcat service. Since 2006, they've been performing tree removal service. On top of that, nothing stumps. Yankee Tree Service, they provide stump grinding. Enjoy your landscape without the eyesore. As far as pruning, well, let them get up there. Oftentimes, a tree can be pruned instead of cutting it down. At Yankee Tree Service, their licensed arbiters help you decide what's best, the treatment plan for your tree. And maybe it's an emergency service. Did something come down? Call them today, 439-6028, 439-6028. If they have to, they get right up there in the bucket. Yankee Tree Service, since 2006, tree trimming experts. Give them a call. 439-6028,
2: She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchels at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com.
0: I received the nicest email from one of our listeners saying, John DiPietro, thank you for telling us about Winfield Termite and Pest Control. I said, hey, thank them. Folks, you can call them today, Winfield Termite and Pest Control online, winfieldpest.com. Rhode Island's most dependable pest control service, Winfield Termite and Pest Control. Remember, family-friendly pest control professionals that you can trust for your home. Call them today, 821-7800. What can Winfield Termite and Pest Control do? Well, remove ants, termites, mice, cockroaches, any pest from your home, yard, business, or commercial property for a free estimate or to schedule a home inspection, call Winfield Termite and Pest Control today. The team you can depend on 821-7800. Now listen, this is going to be a bad tick season, but it won't be, or mosquitoes. Not if you call Winfield Termite and Pest Control. They can protect you, your family from ticks, mosquitoes. Now listen, who knows what potential viruses that could be spread whether it be from a mosquito, this is not the time that you want to get Lyme disease from a tick. You'll be able to enjoy your property, maybe for yourself, for your family, for your grandchildren. Protect your home, your family, and business. And that's what it's about. Protection. I trust Winfield Termite and Pest Control to protect you, your family, your property, your home, and your business. Winfield Termite and Pest Control. Call them today, 821 821- 7800 821 7800 winfield termite pest control rhode island's most dependable pest control service a family-friendly pest control professionals folks you're going to love these guys you can trust call them today 821 7800 or online at winfieldpest.com folks our segment is politics this week with justin katz managing editor oceanstateguard.com Justin, I'd like you to touch on um, some of uh, the uh, Rhode Island Center for Freedom and Prosperity in what what the center feels is should be the budget priorities for the state.
1: Well, basically, we actually deliberately tried to, is, you're talking about a, a, a short report that I wrote with uh, Penn State Professor Dennis Sheehan. Um, we, we almost have tried to avoid setting priorities. Really, at this point, things have gotten so bad with the irresponsibility of of our general assembly and also the governor that we're just saying here's how you can actually set priorities let's just give you the method of of doing that Uh, and so what we suggested was that really and it would require the general assembly to actually go back to work uh, all they need to do is sit down come up with a scenario several different scenarios of how they think the revenue might picture might play out and we're talking big numbers it could be you know 1.6 billion or so in short short revenue uh, and process that through look at what your priorities what's what do you have to spend money on what's a legal obligation versus you know waste and fraud what's nice to have you, you need to break these things down and then you can rather than scramble which is what we see let's how can we scramble to not change anything and the the report is called decision of a century for a reason is we need to decide not to do that anymore and so that's really what we're, we're trying to encourage people to to read the report and, and pass it along to their legislators to say you know maybe you should start thinking in these terms just and it's, it's really nothing revolutionary it's just set priorities you know leadership isn't trying to to hide to put off hard decisions and make it look like you never have to make them. It's it's saying, here's the hard decision I'll make. If I have to, I don't want to. I mean, especially in a democracy where we're supposed to have some sort of feedback where we can say, this is not what we want as people. You really, we really need our leaders to put stuff on a table or even to discuss it. But I mean, in Rhode Island, we can't even get them to, to go back to work and, and talk about it. So uh, hopefully we can start to push the General Assembly in that direction. And maybe, you know, if if we had good leadership, this catastrophe could be an opportunity for us to sort of change the way we do business in the government in Rhode Island. And that could really reshape the state for the better and get us you know, back to where we are you know, as prosperous as everybody thinks we should be, given our location and, and so on and so forth. So we'd like to see people kind of get that in frame of mind you know we could we could turn this into a renaissance uh but first we need to set priorities i mean the budget is the biggest policy document of the of the government every year uh and it's it's almost being put off of we don't know what we're going to do let's let's pray for federal funding uh and that's just not suitable and the people of Rhode Island shouldn't accept that as the answer
0: what do you what is your thought on um on the fact that the general assembly they they're not coming back to meet this session
1: it's it's just irresponsible i mean especially if they're gonna if they're gonna watch rioters and protesters go out and, and do their business the, the general assembly you know we we can have our civic organizations uh in action i mean it's it's almost like there's there's a sense of no government and so you get this this uh rioting so i there, there's just no reason for them not to be engaged, not to be visible, not to be making decisions, except that it's very, it makes it very easy for them. They don't have to, they can tell the special interest constituents, sorry, I couldn't get that done because the leadership never opened up. Uh, And to me, the biggest thing this exposes is the fraud of the idea of representation. I mean, it's not not just that the leadership is refusing to open up and, and get everybody working again. It's that none of our supposed representatives or senators are are calling for it, except for the, you know, the Republican minority Republicans, there's, there's just no, there's no demand. Where are all these people? Where are the, especially the progressives who think government ought to do everything? Where's Maura Walsh saying, hey, we need to get back to work. There are people suffering in the world. Uh, They're just not there. and So it really shows the whole thing is a top-down scam to pretend we have representation, but the longer they stay out. I mean, they, but they say they're going to come back and do, do the budget and maybe some of the, the bills that really don't mean anything like uh, that allow people to marry each other, uh, even though they're not uh, or, ordained or, or certified. Um, that's what they're going to come back and do real quick and then go home. And it, in an election year, it lets them get away with that because they, they don't have to take blame for anything that
0: goes wrong. What did you think of the fact that Congressman David Cicilline was at that rally on Saturday? And not only that. But his staff even took pictures of him, him holding a sign, sending it out there. Um, this is someone that for eight years was protected by the Providence Police as he was the mayor. You know, white police chief Dean Esserman. And for the past 10 years, he's been protected by the Capitol Police. And suddenly there he is at I don't know how I, this, this there's no other way to frame this other than it's an anti-police rally. Um, but what, what is your thought? There's a sitting. Rhode island congressman he's up for re-election obviously but making it very clear to all plus he has his mask on but he's uh he's at this anti-police uh black black lives matter rally well i it, to me it just lends
1: more more credence to the idea that it's it is this is really more political than anything um the our elected representatives ought to be trying to tamp down um Division, uh, and it's that's never been really David Cicilline's mo, and so it's it's really in keeping with with his you know profile as a a major Democrat talking head. He's he's out there, and he he knows his his audience is the progressives, and he knows identity politics is the bread and butter of it. Um, and it's it's a shame because half the state, or more than half the state, really isn't getting the. The leadership representation they ought to be getting.
0: Um, hey Justin, also before we let you go, folks, and again, it's Justin Katzman at GanderOceanStateCart dot There was an incident last week that there's a Democrat, very progressive uh, Democrat. I think she's part of even the Matt Brown Co op that we haven't heard anything about. Uh, but anyhow, she was doing some kind of like a, I don't know what it was, a Zoom town hall meeting or something. So some people infiltrate, and you, by the way, you've heard about this all over the country. Where these people, kids, a lot of times from, and who knows where they are, by the way, they are able to penetrate these Zoom conferences and they say stupid things or they send pornography or they do all these types of things. Well, she's running against uh, uh, McCaffrey in Warwick, who's the number two to Ruggiero. And during this, some people put some comments. I think she, because she's a person of color, I think somebody put, you ought to get lynched or something like that now. These could be 15-year-old boys in pick a city around the country that somehow, through Zoom, found a way to infiltrate this. Instead, not only is there a delay, because at first they said, boy, that was too bad, but we need to work on security. After the breakout of, of rioting and violence in Minneapolis, suddenly then, it's a huge story. And she records this video, and she's talking about into the camera and all the local media pick up on it. And something stood out with me was... The, one of the local TV stations was saying, and yet there's silence from the Republican Party of Rhode Island in this. Excuse me. her She doesn't even have a Republican challenger. Her challenger is the number two person in the Senate. Where's the Democrat chairman? Why is he being silent on this whole matter? Like, it's incredible to me how they just take the talking points in the beat instead of stepping back, saying, well, wait a minute. What? If, what go to McCaffrey and find out what's his reaction to this. Yeah. The,
1: the, the missing D in the story, yes. right? The, uh, yeah, I, I find those. Where's those, McNamara? What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah. Let's, let's, it's always about the republic, yes. right? And it, part of it is, it's just such a simple narrative when really that, as you say, we have no idea who no. this could have been. It could have been, I mean, I think a lot of the things with zoom is you, you could put in a random number and it Right, easy software to dial random numbers until you find a live meeting. And then you pop in, you watch it for a little bit, and you make snarky comments for your fun for the night. And that's going on every
0: day, all day, every night, all over the country. Just yeah, in,
1: in classrooms,
0: and yeah. that's why all, every
1: school is now using uh, passwords, right. the students have to have passwords to get in. Even if it's the same password, it just has to be something so you can't randomly get in. It could be that or it could be people on the left who are trying to generate a story for yes. their preferred candidates. Yes. We just don't know. Yeah. The idea, and this, it reminds me of when we see flyers and uh, you have three or four flyers promoting a white nationalist group in providence a few years ago and that's this major story of hate and violence where where, in rhode island i mean where are these people that suddenly it's like they're hidden under in the shadows and they're under rocks and they pop out every now and then so to turn it into this kind of a narrative especially in a time when when we're looking at streets burning at that time. I guess it was it was just the beginning of, of riots in, in the uh, in other states. But to, to kind of stoke that for political gain is, is especially uh, irresponsible, not only for the, the press, the media, but also the politicians. Uh, I, th- I think if we, to get through it, it. And one thing that struck me about that is they very often you'll re- they record Zoom meetings, so you can put them up on Facebook right. or YouTube, and and people can watch it all over and over again. So I I want to know where that is, and I we you and I discussed a little bit on Twitter. The it, it's sort of like Teresa Tanzi saying, "Yes, I've seen right. sexual harassment yep. in the General Assembly." Okay, where who? Yeah, give us a name. Yeah, we need some evidence, and all of that is is a, sort of like what, the spray painting on and when broken windows at the state house. It's all that kind of goes out the window when the narrative does merits or desert needs that uh, suddenly we don't have to ask you know responsible adult questions okay who did it what was it do you have the transcript how is that instead it's just here's a good opportunity take this and run with it and it, it causes real division and real problems in the country
0: yeah and the reaction was and i did see it on twitter which a couple people and i think it's natural to your first reaction is well, really what was said like that sounds bad but what was said and the reaction from some of her allies if you will with this cooperative like how dare you even ask that she has to relive and repeat what was said well you know because otherwise it does become a little bit of we're skeptical of did this really happen and i do remember several years ago suddenly you know there was a story i think channel six or somebody ran you know the, the kkk is putting up flyers on the east side i i mean, said i don't believe that i don't there's there's no semblance at all If you talk to law enforcement that they have any type of uh presence here in in this area at all and isn't it possible that someone else just made that up and put it out there to kind of gin it up but that was the same type of reaction like how dare you ask them as if you know their words should be enough that's all you need to know um and yet you know at the same time they're asking for more transparency and we need to know everything about these cops and everything else but Justin, um, finally, before I let you go, I I just also find it is incredible how quickly this whole thing has pivoted uh, towards. I I think these protests, uh, unfortunately, but I I think they're going to go all summer. And it's almost that they're trying to drive this narrative that the president cannot remain in office like, you know what? He's just going to go. We don't even need election. He just has to go for the good of the country.
1: Right. Well, on, you know the the cliche on social media is the blue check marks. You know the the people who are media or somebody who's yeah. verified by the social media company. And I've seen some of them saying, "Can the country even survive until November?" <laughs> uh, and so I think you're right. I think that's that's going to be what we're going to see. Is this all summer long, again and again? And we've we've really, as I said earlier, we've, we've seen a Russian collusion narrative and coronavirus and everything's terrible. And in fact, the economy was was humming along. In fact, the president was doing well among minorities for a Republican and he, the unemployment was, was low for minorities as well. So this, there was a real, I mean, before this, there was all this, there was talk about how, you know, maybe the Democrats are losing their edge in minority communities. And you had Joe Biden with the, you know, if if you're even thinking of not voting for me, you ain't black. I mean, that's, that suddenly disappears. Uh, And, and it really does, it does look, very suspicious. I mean, we saw in, in West Warwick, of course, it didn't result in a, in death, but the, recently the ACLU s- is suing police because a student was attacked. Of course, he was a white student, but in a country of 300 and where 330 million people, you're going to have incidents yes. that have a, a white officer and a, a black officer and or a, a black. Uh, resident and things go wrong and the more government you have and the more interactions with police you have the more likely that is and so there's there's never going to be any shortage it's not it's, it's not as if these things flare up in the the just before the summer just before an election that's not they're there all the time to pick and choose and i, I think unfortunately we're going to see that and I, I you can only hope uh, that people are starting to get wise to it and aren't, aren't really going to fall for it.
0: Folks, he's the managing editor at OceanStateCurrent.com, Justin Katz, Justin, great job. Be safe, safe. We'll talk to you again. It's John DiPietro. Listen, folks, this is a unique situation, but instead of wasting the time by just watching television or old episodes or old movies, instead clean up your home, clean up your attic, clean up your basement and your garage. Call Brothers Disposal today, 401- 688-0517. call them for a free estimate they will deliver a dumpster right to your home do some spring cleaning use this time to finally clean that out that old junk from your basement from your attic from your garage do some spring cleaning use this unique time call brothers disposal today 401 517 eight zero five one seven they'll come to your home they will drop off a dumpster you load it up. Tell them whenever it is. Maybe it stays for a week. Maybe it stays for a weekend. Maybe it stays for one day. Call Brother's Disposal today. Free estimate, 401-688-0517. Stop watching Netflix. Do something productive. Finally, clean up your home. Clean out that garage or the attic or the basement. Call Brother's Disposal today, 401-688-0517. Free estimate, 401 401- It's Brother's Disposal. And let's get a dumpster in the driveway. It's John DePietro, and there's nothing more important than cleaning your home, your business, a school, any type of building. You need Soul Source Restoration, a Rhode Island-based company, and it's Soul, S-O-L-E, like the soul of your shoe, Soul Source Restoration. Call them today at 401 712 2700-401- 2700 712 2700 Coronavirus cleaning and disinfection service Rhode Island Massachusetts and Connecticut you know Soul Source Restoration folks they are one of the few companies in the entire country have the type of equipment experience that you need as far as residential is there anything more important than making sure your home is absolutely clean from viruses for your family for your friends for yourself Soul Source Restoration same for your business they have the expertise type of equipment that you need to get through this crisis we spoke with mike cp of Soul source restoration and i asked him about just that very thing the microthermal fogging and electrostatic spraying equipment that makes Soul source restoration different than every other company
3: we're a full service restoration company as you know john we've been in it about 15 years now and with this coronavirus that has changed our world for the time being we found a unique way to provide a true 99.9% disinfectant service.
0: Mike, sole source restoration. And again, folks, it's S-O-L-E, sole source restoration. What is, what would you say, what is the goal? What is the goal of the company?
3: Our main goal is to utilize our services to keep essential and non-essential businesses safe, protecting both employees and customers.
0: And with sole source restoration, what is the difference Equipment that you use that probably is different than any other company, certainly in Rhode Island right now, but the way I understand it, I've heard you're one of only six companies in the entire country that have the type of equipment that you have.
3: We utilize CDC-approved hospital-grade disinfectant enhanced with sporocyte and virocyte that we atomize by means of microthermal foggers. These microthermal foggers break down the disinfectant to 3 to 5 micron, which is basically a fancy word for micromillimeter. This allows the disinfectant to saturate air particles and cover all surface material, giving you a true 99.9% kill of all pathogens.
0: You know, Mike, right now someone is listening saying, John DiPietro, this does sound fine. Mike Sepe, Soul service restoration, it sounds fine. But I already have a janitorial or cleaning company, and, and they tell me that, that they think they can get rid of the coronavirus.
3: These old methods leave a lot of room for human error, utilizing older equipment that doesn't break down the disinfectant in a way that's going to kill the coronavirus.
0: Mike with soul source restoration. Now you have, the country is in pandemic. Everyone is freaked. We are seeing death about the coronavirus. What right now is the biggest challenge for a company like yours that has the capability for a coronavirus cleaning and disinfection service?
3: Our biggest challenge, John, is educating the public that what we're doing is very different from janitorial and normal restoration companies whose conventional methods of cleaning mainly comprise of mops, buckets, spray bottles, and kettle pot
0: foggers. Don't take any chances. Call Soul Source Restoration today. Coronavirus Cleaning and Disinfection Service for Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and Connecticut. Call them at 401-712-2700, 401 401- 712-2700. They have the equipment that you need. They will fully clean your home, your property, your office, your school, whether it's any type of business. You heard CDC approved environmentally and pet friendly. They have the protective equipment. They have the type of equipment that you need. Don't take any chances. A Rhode Island-based company, and they're in a league of their own with the type of resources they have to fully disinfect your property from the coronavirus. Sole Source Restoration. Call them today. Home or business. 401-712-2700. 401 401-712. 712 2700 it's sole source restoration coronavirus cleaning and disinfection service for Rhode Island, Massachusetts and Connecticut. Again, look for them online SoulSourcerestoration.com. source restoration.com. This portion of the John DePetro show is brought to you by Lawn Doctor. Call today, your best lawn ever guaranteed. 401 392-1025. 401 401- 392-1025 or online they have a great website lawndoctor.com. what do they do well outdoor pest control annual program lawn care service they make great lawns happen lawn doctor island your lawn care company love your lawn best lawn guaranteed call them today 401 392 1025 free uh, consultation and estimate 401-392-1025 lawn doctor and now is the time because you can get the early spring the crabgrass control time release fertilizer professional blend of high calcium line lawn doctor go online check them out it's lawndoctor.com or call them today 401-392-1025 lawn doctor